Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach. This week, talking all about who's tweeting, talking about your feedback, talking about your opinions, also just talking about the world of new metal at large. We're going to start off a little bit of a downer, but we got to talk about it. Um, a couple weeks ago, as this goes up, a legend passed away. Joey Jordanson, formerly a Slipknot, the original drummer in Slipknot, a man who played on many a classic. Iowa, anybody? Yeah, th- he played on that. <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. And um, he did pass away uh, at the age of 46. Uh a true loss for the world of music, the world of new metal. Um, quickly, just quick thoughts on the legacy of Joey. Matt? He's iconic. Like, I could, well, when I got the news, it was via Roach Coach, uh, our Twitter, because you had posted something. I hadn't seen it yet. And then I was like, no way. At 46, it's way too young. As speaking as somebody who, by the time this goes up, is now 44. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way too... I feel like I haven't even started yet. So um, there's so many things that he did as a drummer for the band that you can't even calculate what those dudes went through when they hit and how they hit and how hard they hit and how hard they were playing. And if and that he got so sick, and that he basically trained himself to get back in in drumming shape uh, because of the disease, it's very tragic. And I really, you know, I really hope for the family and for the fans that um, there's peace and that everybody, uh, you know, can get through the tragedy well. And I just, you know. I hate thoughts and prayers, but I just, I just really hope for the family, especially, uh, that they get the time that they need to get through the time because it's, it sucks. It's awful. Truly. Jenny, um, thoughts, feelings. I don't have a whole lot to add. Um, it's really sad. I hope the family is able to do what they need to do to grieve and move on. Well, not move on. That sounds yeah, Just crazy, get but... over it. Sack up. Yeah. So get over it. <laughs> You know, look, <laughs> I've changed a just lot three recently. Grief counselors here. <laughs> I mean, like, m- move on with their lives in a way that is, you know, happy and fulfilling and obviously keeping the memory alive. Um, but yeah, it's very sad. It's very tragic. Um, if anybody's interested in my sack up uh, approach to dealing with grief, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Just push it's those just you, feelings Gus. down. It's just a 30-second recording Go, come on, suck oh, yeah. up. Oh, man, yeah. It's like, move on, get over it. They're yeah. gone, baby. 
Yeah, you ever Jenny's- have a thought that like in your mind you can like picture this like beautiful thing and then words come out of your mouth and you're like, oh, that was not it at all. <laughs> uh, great start. Great start. <laughs> what do you great think, start. Lauren? Let's uh, get the you fuck away from me. Truly, uh, truly it is a loss um, for the world and for the, you know, the genre of new metal and the genre of metal in general. Slipknot did put up uh, a very nice uh, video sort of commemorating his life, commemorating his contributions. And and there's a, there's one video, one clip in the video where he, he says, listen, he's like, I'm not even going to mince words. Iowa, we did it. We crushed it. It was the best. It's the best ever. And I was like, you know what? He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. The dude, real recognize real, you know? And I mean, to have that legacy with that band, um, I mean, the thing about it is, like, I knew who Joey was, like, I don't know, the moment I got into Slipknot. Like, you just, you're just, who's behind the kit? Who is making this happen? You knew right away. So, um, truly a loss, but, but a legacy. This guy, legend. This guy, legend. For yeah. sure. And speaking of legends, just yesterday, as we record this, Lollapalooza happened, and Limp Biscuit came back. We all watched this, and truly, truly tremendous. The boys, they did it again. Jenny, how did you feel about Limp Biscuit at Lollapalooza? I thought they played it perfectly. I thought it was funny and fun, and they crushed it. They sounded great. They handled any hiccups that they ran into masterfully. Wes just gave his guitar to the crowd. It's like, this shit is not working. Take it. Um, I thought that Fred playing the whole dad thing with his weird-ass wig was very funny. I thought they did well. I will say, I'm curious about Wes's costume. It looks a little bit like he had a bunch of looks and just put it together and was like, it's a costume. (laughs) But I thought they were great. Uh, I thought they... The thing I thought that they did the best was they came into that humble, it seemed like, and goofing around and having fun and acknowledging that, like, most of you probably haven't seen us. We're a lot older than you, the exception of um, the person that is playing drums for them right now. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. It was during little Sophie's bedtime so we watched it together as a fam in bed and she was very into it um so yeah I thought it was great what do you think I thought it was tremendous I uh I watched it I watched it with Ronan it was right around Ronan's bedtime and he um initially was like turn this off I want to watch something and I said this is my time and um this is daddy's time daddy's time (laughs) um and then he initially was just like ipadding it up and then of course during hot dog in which we get you know 46 fucks in this fucked up rhyme uh he was then like what's going on here what's happening on the screen i'm like now you pay attention now you pay attention now you make me feel like a bad dad but then he was like he lost interest again um but yeah i thought it was great fred's whole vibe perfectly played at first i was worried that it was like the energy was kind of like low i felt but then i realized he was playing it just right right working that line and he gave us i think at least three get the fuck ups and they hit and it was very interesting to see though what songs 
really hit with the crowd. And the song that hit with this crowd, Rollin'. They started rolling. That crowd popped. They were like, this is the song. This is the song we've been waiting for. It's very clear that for the for the younger audience, because that is they did some cutaways. That was a young audience. Um, Rollin' is the track for the young people. And it was it was killer. It was killer. Matt, feelings. I have a lot of them. Number one, what a roller coaster ride for me to be rooting for Limp Bizkit. <laughs> but I was straight up rooting for the dudes. Uh, Jenny said it, perfectly played. You said it, Lauren, perfectly played. Um, the Humble Pie helped. that. So I watched it on a YouTube live replay that somebody was basically bootlegging up before it went down. So I don't even know if you can find it anymore. But I missed the very, very beginning of the set. So I came in at Thieves. Yeah, that's basically what they started with. Yeah. And when they did when they did the get jump the fuck ups there, the crowd got into it. And the crowd was once I saw that they were getting into it, I was like, and it was deep getting into it. It wasn't just like the first ten rows of people. It was like to the first set of speakers in the back for time delay i was like oh they got them and there was a moment where i was watching the band and i know wes had technical difficulties especially towards the end of the set but like they all looked like they were having a great time like whole like they well you know i have to imagine for any band that hits as big as they did, but then became the punchline of a million and a half jokes and then sunk 10 feet lower than that to the band that's the example of the worst band that's ever been to come back in 2021, play Lollapalooza to complete kids and get them going. They looked like... It was almost like an unspoken glance at each other that was like, this time, remember this. This is rare. This is, it was like, they all knew that this is rare air, like where they are right now and what they're doing right now and how the crowd is reacting in the United States in 2021 with that many people. They're like, enjoy it this time, please. Like you just saw, I saw it on them. Like all of them were like just had a moment of recognition during probably yeah Roland or something that they were like Wes almost spun you know what I mean like he was walking a whole lot more than he normally does he was doing his bends it was a really it was a really great set I was really excited for him these and just him as the dad I thought that was perfect like yeah we're dads we're old. But get the fuck up. <laughs> uh, and uh, also should note, uh, at the top of the set, Fred does say, this isn't Woodstock 99. Fuck all yes. this shit. This is Lollapalooza 2021. And, uh, which but is, I want to party like it's 1999. Yeah. And um, we want to talk a little bit about this Woodstock 99 documentary Oof. currently on HBO. 
So a lot of people message us about this. A lot of people, I know some of the other podcasts have been talking about this. I know our guy Brian over at the POD cast was at Woodstock 99. He had been very offended that he had been not been invited to talk about it in the documentary. Huge whiff for them. Big whiff. Uh, big whiff. Uh, and then he basically was saying like he hated it a whole lot. So I went into this thing like, let's see how bad it is. Now, Matt, you and I did watch the whole thing. Jenny, you only got halfway through because then you stopped to watch the Limp Bizkit live at Lala, which was the right choice. Thank you. And um, But yeah, this documentary is bad. Um, it basically is anti-new metal propaganda, first and foremost. <laughs> let's just get that out there. And it seems to have been, I, I listened to an interview with the director before I watched it, and he admitted to have been a fan of new Metal at the time, but in this way of like, sorry about that, you guys. So we've got basically an ashamed new Metal fan making this. And then on top of that, it's, it's weird. Like they, they do put blame on the promoters, but there's all this misdirection of like, well, you know, this aggressive music which apparently has never existed before and that just really added up to everything else and i was like you know i feel like the lack of facilities the lack of everything else is what really did it because because they, they bring up the fact that like the closing saturday night set was limp Bizkit, rage metallica and they're like oh what a, what a triple combo that's like go to go to any metal fest where it's like three in a row like that like 10 in a row and like that but nothing like this ever happens it just really struck me as like let's let's create this narrative where the music really impacted it and really it was just the poor planning and the overcharging of people and just yeah just trying to make a buck and that's what really ultimately led to everybody flipping out um, my other big issue is the movie really wants to have its cake and eat it too in regards to examining the uh, sexual assaults that went on on the uh, on the grounds. Uh, and so they keep talking about um, Girls Gone Wild and they talk about the, the mentality of the late 90s and FHM Max Magazine uh, and also that the cameramen are constantly going around taking shots of topless girls. But then this, this documentary is wall to wall videos of these topless girls like i was just like okay i got it i got it but they just keep going with it and they keep showing it and um once again proven right my man jk of jamiroquai they cut to a clip of him turning to one of the cameramen going okay i think you've got enough shots of the topless ladies you know chill out and um but this documentary was just, I don't know, it's, it, yeah, I, that, that's what I've got my initial thoughts. Um, Jenny, your feelings. Uh, so I've only watched half of it, but I have seen all of the things that you've talked about. Um, and yeah, my feeling was, and oh my God, Moby in this documentary, this <laughs> motherfucker, I was like, Moby? go to bed okay bud like <laughs> he is such a fucking pretentious asshole like i don't know this is the way he talked about new metal was so reductive and condescending which i guess is like the way that lots of people talk about it and i guess we've been accused of talking about it that way from time to time but the thing that like really struck me about this was like 
do people really not realize that like violence and misogyny and feeling entitled to do whatever you want to women's bodies is kind of like been it <laughs> like <laughs> forever like do you think it was new metal like no but i've got like i i understand that like maybe at that time new metal was saying some of the parts that were a little bit more quiet out loud I get that, but I mean, if you actually get into any era of music, pretty much any genre, you read like books about it, right? Like you see documentaries about it. This shit is always happening. It's always happening. Like it's not it's not new metal. And as we've learned over the years, like the new metal that got very popular was often very baldly misogynistic, right? But that's not what most new metal is. That's just what resonated with people the most because our society is violent, entitled, and misogynistic. Like, you dum-dums, are you really, like, you don't want to admit it. I think none of the people in that fucking documentary that made it want to admit that that's what the world is like, but it fucking is. And when you take that and you put people into an Air Force base with no shade and very little water, like, and leave that they're baking and they have no facilities, like you said, like... Yeah, that shit's gonna come out. Like, I don't know, it was so fucking dumb. Matt, what did you think? I I had I had a lot of thoughts while I was watching it. One of them was this was obviously made by somebody who hates the music of the late nineties. Like this would have been me in two thousand two making this documentary. Like, yeah, this was trash and these are trash people and this is a tr- the trash outcome that you get. Which I understand, I understand the arc that they took, but I think they never question, there's no questioning anything. When you make anything, no matter what, your own personal beliefs and biases come out because you control the cut. So the cut leads me to believe that these people, the people behind this, and Bill Simmons itself, who's one of the executive producers on, um, on the rewatchables said like what a terrible time for music 1999 was and i'm like well uh, all right i mean that's a take and probably a take i would have had but it's like do you know how much other music came out in 1999 you know what else we could pull up and see that came out in 1999 like give me a break but watching it i was like they spend like two seconds talking about the acts that they put next to each other. And it's like, Hey, you know what? When you, when you don't know, and you have 300,000 people all crammed into an audience, maybe for this one, we don't put Limp Biscuit followed by rage, followed by Metallica. There's a portion where people are jumping during a set and during corn during a blind. Oh, yeah. And I was like, they're lucky more people didn't die. It, it is, it was like scary. 
it was I was like, holy God. And I've seen walls of death. And that's like nothing compared to like it is a sea of people moving. I've never really seen anything else captured like that. And it was like when we don't talk about the facilities enough. They're all on fucking tarmac, no water. When you see actually what's you know, and that was the other thing. The promoters of this thing are in such denial. Like they straight up are just like, that Fred Durst caused a riot. No, he did not. He didn't do anything different than what he had already been doing. He gave the Limp Biscuit performance, but it made me think of something. Hmm. On day three, later in the afternoon, there's an interview with them, the promoters. And they're like, everything's great. Everything's fine. People are having a great time. And it made me think of the Wes Borland interview that he did with Toomey. It was either uh, Toomey or uh, Dean Del Rey. And he said, to us, it just looked like a whole bunch of people having a really good time. And I was like, they never went into the crowd. Meaning the promoters. They were never out there. They were never they were backstage the whole time where there was probably all the free water, food, beverages, everything that you could want. And you look out in the crowd and it looks like everybody's having an amazing time. But like when you actually go into the thing it's like holy shit this is terrible. Mhm. I don't know. It, there's a lot of disconnects. There's a lot of heavy-handedness. There's a lot of questions that do need answering that get glossed over. And then there's questions. And then there's, yeah, the women thing. My God, when you hear this promoter talk about how these women that were naked, uh. it was like, you, y'all, you sure that's your take? You sure that's what you want to be saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he's just like, I mean, men of that age tend to be very horny. It's like, go on. Go on, please. So So knowing this and knowing that it's your event, what did you do? It's ultimately your responsibility, bro. Like you set it up. You hired the security. You hired them. Oh, nothing. It's the now it's back on the ladies. Okay, cool story. Yeah, it's it's new metal and it's girls gone wild. Like it's God. People will do anything except say like it's it's that way I think with like sexism it's that way with racism absolutely just like you will do everything but say the thing it is. Uh yeah, no like he literally fucking says like these you know and if you're naked I mean what do you want people to do? It's like ah uh, Oh, he does say that. He says I didn't get to that part yet. Oh, I was I was like infuriated oh fuck i'm glad i didn't get to that part oh my god it was like you know but now i'm gonna blame this on fred durst it's like because he's because he's saying break stuff a song that you know they will do do better like an air force base tarmac yeah fuck with me is that people were getting hypothermia i was like i didn't know that's how hypothermia worked for heat Neither did I. I had no idea that was even a thing. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. It's crazy. The whole thing is like, 
I had friends who went and they left day one. Really? Yep. They were like, nope, it wasn't for us. I was like, good for you. Like, <laughs> they just beat the whole thing. When there's no food or water or anything, it's like, yeah, it makes a vibe. Yeah. One thing I will say um, that was very irritating was watching them try to create this whole other narrative basically just based around the fact that they didn't like the music. And that is, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine like something, somebody making a documentary about everything bad that happened at Woodstock 69 and (laughs) with the basis of like, and you know, on top of that, Jimi Hendrix was playing, and I can't stand that guy. So that's why it was a mess, you know? Like, right. You, and as somebody who loves Nirvana, can we please stop making them the saviors of Matt, everything that ever happened in the Don't even take me there. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I the love healing, that The healing band. hands of Nirvana. I love that band. I love what they brought up. I love the conversations they started. But the, you know, and they do cursorily say like, and other bands. You know, it's like. (laughs) Well, the other thing is that they make it seem like, well, you know, Nirvana was out and Riot Girl was out. So the world was healing. Everything was fixed, right? They fixed everything. I like Nirvana a lot, but like, do we not remember how we did Courtney Love? Right. Do you remember like how like people came for her? Like, was that the great feminist like calm sea? I I don't think it was. And like in one of the documentaries uh, that Kurt Cobain talks about his life, there's a lot of stuff in there that is like not cool to women. Is it? Oh, yeah. Like, is it? as bad as some of the other things that other people have done maybe not but like it's not great so like i don't understand this like and i am certain that if they were still around and as we can see with like the other members of the band like i think that their views probably for the time were definitely like more progressive i have no doubt that they would have continued to progress but like hearing them held up as like this I don't know, this like representation that like we were really going in the right direction and then Fred Durst came along and just right. That's took the- us back. <laughs> like, like no, that's not it. That is not fucking it yeah. at all. Yeah. Hiss, hiss, hiss. <laughs> yeah, so uh, not a great doc. Not a good start. To, I was looking forward to this series of documentaries that they're going to be putting together from The Ringer. This is not a strong start. Um uh, that being said, though they um, they do talk to Jonathan Davis in the in the doc, he's basically the only new metal person they talk to. Um, John, of course, comes across great. Um, they show some clips from their set, as you said, Matt. Tremendous. I recommend just looking up the corn set from from uh, from uh, Woodstock '99. It's amazing. They they murder. It's great. But going back to Limp Bizkit at Lollapalooza, they play this tremendous set. They close it out. And they announce new album coming. And and I was a little confused on this. If anything, there's definitely a new song. I don't know if the album is called Dad Vibes, but the song is definitely called Dad Vibes. I believe and, they said this is the new song. Okay. All right. I, I misheard then. Okay. So the new song is called Dad Vibes. And I was sent a link 
So basically someone went and isolated it on YouTube, J just what was played over the speakers at the end. Let's take a, li let's take a little listen. That's a hey. hook. That's a hook. That's a hook. That sounds hot to me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. We're ready. Our bodies are ready. Let's get that new LB. Let's get it going. Get me an HQ quality link, son. Yes. Very excited. So Limp Biscuit are back. Woodstock Doc. Kiss our ass. And you know what else is back? New Metal is back. We've new got metal New Metal. Is back. New Metal is back shirts. Now we have our first shirt going to Russia. Whoa! Wow, all right. All right, this pre-order, Matt, how long is the pre-order going through? Pre-order's going to pretty much, I think, this week. Um, just get your orders in. Please get your orders in. We've already gotten quite a few orders. Thank you for everybody. We will um, have a little bit extra, I think, for uh, anybody who misses, so it's not like a one-and-done because I, I really like the new metal is back, but just trying to get a, a big bunch together so that we don't have another box of uh, teas just sitting in my back room. <laughs> hmm. But hey, uh, we've sold quite a few of those too, so thank you for the new orders for teas. Uh, just the straight-ahead roach coach tea. There you so, go. Thank you, everybody. Rep that roach. Um, Rep that, that roach. Speaking of repping the roach, uh, Jenny, you and I have purchased our tickets for corn. We have. We have provided um, the world stays <laughs> at an equal keel. For sure. And let's think, fucking hope, man. Let's hope. Let's hope the vaccinations continue. We will be there um, or we'll be out $20. But <laughs> um, uh, either way, we're very excited for corn. Uh, to be there at on August thirty first at DTE, um, and you know, you know who else is back along with New Metal, Poppy. Ooh, Poppy's back. Poppy is back. Uh, she has announced a new album called Flux. Um, it is coming out, I believe, in September. Two singles out. She just released a new one. It's called Flux. Have you guys heard this new Poppy? I have not. I have not. Okay, let's let's dip in real quick to some of this new poppy.
So less new, more kind of just straight ahead alt. Jenny, what'd you think of uh, New Poppy? I agree. Feels a little more alt to me, but I really did like it. So I'll check it out. Poppy was on was it AEW? Is that where I saw Poppy? Yeah. Well, she was, I think the she put an EP out that had the song Eat on it that I think was for NXT. Is that part of AEW? No, that is not part of AEW. So that, I guess I was watching NXT. Jeez, I don't know what Sweet Mitchell puts on. <laughs> the men wrestle and <laughs> I'm like, ow, that looks like it hurt. That must have been what it was. Um, so, you know, Poppy's still in that zone, being on a wrestling soundtrack. I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. Very excited. Um, Matt, do we have you for your opinion? Yeah, my opinion is, uh, I am pro Poppy. I am, uh, I just, uh, pre-ordered the album and I'm in. There, there it is. There it is. Um, all right. Well, then Poppy, Poppy's back. That's great. Um, you know, we got to talk about, we've been talking about all these other things going on, but we got to talk about who's in those DMs. Who's sliding up in? Well, I'll tell you who. Charles Corimer says, you guys should do the band Siler next. And the albums Help and Seasons. Okay. All right. Oh, I, all I think right. we've gotten Siler before. I think we've been recommended Siler before. Um, two albums to choose from. Thank you. Definitely check those out. Casey Lindsay said, hey, would you be interested in checking out Disconnected by Dry Cell and some Filipino new metal albums like Seven Corners of Your Game by Greyhounds? Casey, the yes. answer is yes. Resoundingly. Absolutely. I don't believe we've ever been recommended Greyhounds before. No, that sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to check it out. Uh, awesome. Roger Lafuria says, hey, guys, love the show. Only been listening for over a month now. Came across you guys when I was looking for a podcast that was talking about Rammstein. I listened to the episode on Sen... Sen- Matt, how's that pronounced? Sensucht? Oh, yeah, Sensucht. Thank you. I'm, I'm also just it. taking a German stab in the dark. <laughs> I have your two knife and chicken. Uh, just wondering if you can review my favorite Rammstein album, Rosenrot. Ooh. We haven't done Rammstein in a few years. Um, what I can tell you, peek behind the curtain, is every time we do a Rammstein album, huge, I mean, People that do not listen to the show are here for Rammstein, though. Huge numbers. So I guess for our podcasting careers, it would benefit for us to do another (laughs) Rammstein album. I'm Um, never sad to visit Till and Friends. Yeah. Till and the boys. Till and the boys. Flake. Flake, get him out of that box. Get him (laughs) on that stage so he can get Get him on that walk-in machine. That's right. Um, Plus, you know, we... To do a Rammstein album means also to watch some Rammstein videos, which means that we all learn a little bit about ourselves when we do that. So, um, yeah. Uh, You know what? Expect it soon. There, I'm saying it now. Expect (gasps) it soon. All right. Pablo Rodriguez said, just found out about you guys. You should review Never Set, Behind Every Door. I consider them a mix of Linkin Park meets Reveille. Okay. All right. All right. That's. All I don't right. believe we've ever been recommended Never Set before. So thank you, Pablo. 
All right. Derek Woloski says, hey, Roach Coach, thanks for all the great episodes lately. I can't help but wonder what happened to our beloved Prowlar. He was always creeping about, hanging behind some bushes. Now he's nowhere to be found. I sure hope he's not locked up. Yeah, anyway. yeah baby. Oh, there you are. <laughs> there you are, Prowlar. What's up, man? You all right? <laughs> oh, I am having a rough summer. It's oh, Delta no. variant, baby. Yeah, that's tough that's- stuff. That's the new strain of weed I've been smoking. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh See, I no. thought it was whoa, whoa. something else, but. Oh, wow. So, is it so tough weed you got there? <laughs> you know, I'm a, I, I've am been passed out in your bushes for. By the way, congratulations on that, baby. Thank you. I was a little offended that you hadn't come by. I, you know, I've been knocked on my ass. That is totally understandable. Same here, to be honest. Wow, Plus, so, you, you always leave a new mom alone. That's the Prowler code. <laughs> so Prowler, I'm a little curious. Are are you digging deep into weed culture now? Is that is that your move? Yeah, I'm all about them nugs. Prowler, are, are you are you hanging out at head shops now? Are you? Yeah, um, I got a job at uh, BD's, okay. which is a head shop in Rhodesville. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I'm glad that you're staying employed. Um, perhaps bank some of that money and uh you might be able to get out of them bushes one can dream one can dream field his dream field his dreams ah well good to hear from wow. you prowler prowler is okay you. back to the bushes that was not all uh derek had to say although thank you derek for reminding us to check in on prowler uh, he says, anyways, now that you seem to be returning to some of the new metal OGs, it might be nice to treat us to some Papa Roach again in the near future. Until then, here's the Broadway version of Limp Biscuits Break Stuff to brighten your day. Keep it rolling, baby. Hashtag rolling, release baby. Prowlar. And we did. We have not done Papa Roach in many, many years. You know me. I'm always ready to check in with Jacoby and the boys. Yeah, you are. I'll, I mean, look, I'll do it. I'll do it. Maybe, uh, you know, with the uh, the softening of time and motherhood, perhaps I'll perhaps I'll have a different feeling about Papa Roach. You know, P- possibly we haven't we haven't done a Papa Roach album since I want to say like episode like fifty seven or something like that. Yeah. So well. it's been a while. So all right. So there you go. Um, Eric Vandal. Vandals can't handles. Can't handle it. He rolled into the DMs. He said, Revolver has a list of the 10 best new metal vocalists, and I know how much you guys like a good list. Smiling, laughing emoji. And indeed, Revolver Magazine. 10 best new metal vocalists of all time. All time. All and, time. Uh, Jenny, I sent you this list. You did. You, you had some thoughts. I did. You want to run down the list and then yes, I'll run down will, the list and we'll talk about it. I will run down the list right now. I just I just clicked the link and it of course didn't open. Give me one second. I can do it. I've got it open. I got uh, it. Okay. All right. uh, maybe I don't have it. It's taking a really long time to load. Do you want me to do it? <laughs> yeah, you do it. You do it. <laughs> You want me to do it? At number 10, we've got Wayne Static of Static X. Okay. Number nine, Lejean Witherspoon. 
Seven Dust. Okay. Number eight, David Draymond, Disturbed. Hmm. Number seven, Brandon Boyd, Incubus. Number six, Amy Lee, Evanescence. Number five, Chester Bennington, Lincoln Park. Number four, Chino Moreno, Deftones. Okay. Number three, Corey Taylor, Slipknot. Number two, Jonathan Davis, Corn. And number one, Surge. Obviously, System of a Down. So that's the list. Notable omission. Our boy Fred. Our boy Fred not on there? Fred not on the list. Not in the top ten. Harsh. Thoughts. Now, yeah. Now, Lauren, you and I had texted about this a little bit. I feel like this person who made this list, I'm thinking that they added Amy Lee because they were like, this can't be a list of all dudes. But that completely disregards Kitty. Mm -hmm. Like, Kitty would have a much... I don't know. I just, I'm not so sure about Amy Lee on this list. I'm not so sure about Brandon Boyd on this list and Fred's not on this list. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't I, know. I feel like Morgan Lander and Kitty is such more, um, such a strong vocalist, but also just much better for the, just for everything. Yeah, I was a little, a little taken by that, and I, I feel like just as time has gone on, like just it seems pretty clear to me that Evanescence is just like very, very, very new metal adjacent in in just like the thinnest of ways. And if there could be any revisionism of it, yeah, like if you if you if you gotta throw a bone to a lady, <laughs> why not do it for Kitty? You know. Well, that's- yeah, I agree. That's why it felt like throwing a bone because it's like, Evanescence, I think that any association that they have with new metal was definitely pushed by the label. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, 100%. like, I, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Plenty of, plenty of legends on this list, but that one, yeah, that, that one just kind of did strike me. I mean, if anything, credit where it's due to throw our boy Draymond on there. I feel like... I feel like a lot of the times people don't want to admit Draymond onto these lists, but yeah, no Fred. I don't want to say go go complete inexcusable, but not not thrilled about it. No, it feels rude. Feels mm. petty. A little bit. People need to give Fred a fucking break, you know? Yeah, for, for real. For real. But uh Eric, thank you for sending us over the list. We do love a list. Love, love a list. So we gotta talk about now. Who's emailing? Who's emailing? Who's emailing? I'll tell you who is. Sierra B sent us an email. The subject is jet fuel. Now, I'd open this, but I'd expect the body to read 
does not melt steel beams. But that is not (laughs) what this email says. Uh, It says, hey, I've been into the podcast for a couple of years, and I'd love to see what y'all think of the album New Form Ultra Function by Jet Fuel. The singer and guitar player are from a hardcore thrash crossover band called Sam Black Church, who toured with everyone from Motorhead to Helmet to Nothing Face and Stuck Mojo. Supposedly, they even gave Korn an opening slot before they were big. They had a huge following and influenced countless bands, but disbanded. Jet Fuel only released one album, but it's fun, heavy, and occasionally weird new metal slash groove metal. Denominator is the shining star of that album with sick groovy riffs and a catchy chorus. Horus is a close second, and Secret Formula stands out with 90s-esque industrial drum tracks. I highly recommend checking them out, as well as Sam Black Church if you're feeling froggy, and hope you love it. Keep up the awesome work. Sierra. Thank you, Sierra. Thank you, Sierra. All right, let's take a quick, just a quick gander over at Denominator. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. What can I say? I'm a fan of Jet Fuel. There it is. Jenny? Yeah, I like it. Gave me kind of Faith No More vibes a little bit. I'd love mm-hmm. to hear more, as I'd I often as I often yeah. would. There you go. Um, and also, Denominator? Um, sounds to me like a little new metal math going on, everybody. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It has been. All right. Well, thank you, Sierra. Uh, we got an email from Radinsky. We all know Radinsky. Subject, only one recommendation. Says, yo, if y'all haven't heard Fleshwater yet, then y'all are fucking up. The oh, band shit. contains members oh, shit, of Bane <laughs> and sounds akin to Deftones, but with more of a 90s feel. If that makes any sense, check the link below, you geeks. Radinsky. <laughs> Classic Radinsky tone. Giving us uh, the business. Giving us uh, the business. Hey, I'll take it. I All give right. enough of the business to receive some Indeed. business. Indeed. Thank you, Radinsky. Thank you for this uh, Bandcamp link. We will dig into that. Much appreciated. Um, we also got an email from Kevin Kerr. Yes, we did. Uh, the subject is a dick of an album would open kevin says greetings still working through all the episodes but saw you did a hell yeah episode so i skipped ahead and gave it a listen hell yeah loved the episode is hell yeah new metal no are the songs macho and redneck yeah was it entertaining was it an entertaining listen for you guys hell yeah here's hoping stone sour ends up later inside project summer again not new metal but long overdue to roach coach 
still plugging away just a little over 100 episodes behind. Currently on Break the Cycle by Stain. <laughs> that number is unfathomable. Yeah, so 100 episodes? Just 100, 100 episodes. episodes. How many I mean, episodes are we on? Uh, this is like 269. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're about I mean, to bust out another 300. That's right. Yeah. I mean, good on you for continuing to listen it, it, when you're that far behind. Uh, I'm excited for your views on this one. Again, this one's Break the Cycle by Stained. Enjoyed Finger 11. Uh, being Canadian, it's fun to hear the Canadian bands you do. It's weird because of how much they got played on the radio here. I thought they were huge. Our Lady Peace, too. Interesting. You had them played as much in your area, too. Then again, I remember seeing both these bands for free when I worked at the Calgary Stampede. Next, you're going to tell me the Stampede isn't actually the greatest outdoor show on earth, as they advertise? <laughs> Maybe that's not as big as I thought either. Am I sheltered here in Canada? Oh, and please, when you go back to the norm, give STEM a glance. They fit the new metal bill. How has UFC not been mentioned in a new metal podcast? Keep up the good work. Good point. We have not really... I don't really know shit about UFC. I don't know anything about UFC. I mean, it always just looks like... I, all I see is the clips where somebody's arm or leg bends in the wrong direction. And or somebody's getting knocked the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Somebody gets like a kick followed by a punch to the face, and then their whole body's like, oh, bye-bye. And uh, that's it. So that that's your UFC talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know what we did the shortest podcast we could possibly do is ufc talk (laughs) really uh that hurt look it could hurt uh (laughs) we did we did an episode all about down the sun this episode was so influential that down the sun reunited and are working on new music and for that you are welcome and we got a little bit of feedback elric Alvaret rolled in and says, I remember this band was really hyped up in late 2001, 2002. Album got delayed multiple times. By the time it came out, I was pretty much off the train and didn't give it much of a listen. Regret it a bit because this album's got some cuts on it. Sure does. The cuts. Some cuts. Gareth Davies says, it's 2002 and Guga Garth is kicking back in his studio. A forgotten shoebox in the corner catches his eye and he picks it up, blowing the dust off. Inside, a whole bunch of zip disks with the label Down the Sun. Those guys. And their fucking jars. They just couldn't keep it together. Half the band was good and half was evil. Of course they were never going to work. Shame, really. They had some killer songs, half of an all-timer. The last attempt to track the vocals devolved into a shouting match, the two vocalists growling and snarling at one another until they both stormed out, never to return. The raw emotion and aggression in that last session was palpable, and a full year later, Garth could almost hear the fuck yous echoing in the distance. If only you'd been able to channel that rawness into something you could use. Unless. Do it, says Billy Corgan, stepping out of the shadows. Put the screams <laughs> and the fuck yous in. All of them. Finish the song. But we're still a track short, protested Garth. They never finished Pitiful either. Hey, smirked Billy, giving Gugugarth's shoulder a reassuring squeeze. I got this. <laughs> Thank you, Gugugareth, as uh, always. Oh, uh, amazing. I, I only wish I could do your stories justice, my friend. Mm. Thank you again. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Roy Perez says, you need to drink a bottle of cough syrup first to enjoy. Oh, Maybe okay. next time. Robo trip. Sit time. back. <laughs> Let's fucking Maybe. do it. Yeah, Maybe. let's all of us <laughs> robo trip. 
Uh, Gabriel Vallejo says, not sure if y'all have been recommended Project Wise, but give this a listen and tell me it is not new metal as fuck, LOL. Well, maybe Linkin Park is fuck, LMAO. All right. He did send us a Project Wise song, Room to Breathe. We'll check it out. We'll let you know. Uh, Marco Ravorsi says, it's a wonderful life. It sure is, Marco. And finally, Shane Hefley says, Medicated is actually one of the greatest new metal songs of all time. Seriously, no exaggeration. Listen again. All right. Okay. All right. Well, do- listen. If if Down the Sun's back together, and everybody keeps getting vaccinated, get on that stage, boys. Get on that stage. And finally, guys, we gotta talk about it. Eric Vandals. Vandals can't handle. Vandals can't handle. Can't handle it. This week, Jenny, who are we listening to? This week, we are listening to Apartment 26 and their song, Question of Reality. Here we go. was hot that was that was another that's another hot one it's another hot one jenny damn son where'd you get a load of these (laughs) where'd you get jenny thoughts in apartment 26 i've said it before and i'm sure i'll say it again would love to hear more (laughs) would love to hear more ah really uh another another hot one eric um very much enjoyed that matt how'd you feel about Apartment 26? that that is uh that's my juice i'll drink That, that up that was yeah. It's got that. It's got that new, but it's got that little electronic tinges. Plus, they put some weird bendy stuff in there. Got a Get little atonal. Uh, uh, yeah, you're speaking our language. Signing us something like Apartment Twenty Six, um, who I believe actually might already be on the long list. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to open my browser though because it might yell at me. So I'm just going to guess and say that they are on the long list. <laughs> don't get yelled uh, at. That's I don't want to. I don't want to get yelled at now. Um, and believe it or not, that just brings us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Roach Coach, and all those. Send us an email, RoachCoachPodcast at gmail dot com. And until next time, Jenny. Thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.